Jimmy Johnson, the marathon man, seven-time NASCAR champion, competed in the Boston Marathon, which was something that I, as, as a fan of running, as a runner myself, I was so into that whole experience of Johnson running the Boston Marathon. As I've mentioned in previous weeks, I was granted the opportunity to chat with Jimmy all about his experience running the Boston Marathon this past weekend at Talladega, and ah, man, that conversation, you're going to hear it in a second, that conversation could not have gone better in my mind. I was so interested and I learned so much about Jimmy and, and how he processes running and just certain things about him that I just did not know. So I learned a lot about Jimmy Johnson in this interview and it was cool to kind of have him share his experience from that Boston Marathon, which was something I found was really neat. So without further ado, here's my conversation with seven-time NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson on running the Boston Marathon. Jimmy Johnson goes by several nicknames, seven-time Superman, and now Marathon Man. You competed in the Boston Marathon for the first time. Just, first of all, how was that experience? It was an amazing one. Um, you know, spent four months getting ready for it. The energy on chorus was indescribable and just such an amazing experience. And then certainly when you're running that far and you want to run a fast time, there's some pain that comes with that. So uh, had plenty of pain, but but uh, plenty of just amazing, you know, just overall an amazing experience running it. I mean, the, a marathon is both taxing physically and mentally. Where did your mind go during that race? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The car racing side of life in endurance training, you know, the battle that you have mentally is so similar. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, what I learned training, I take to the race car and vice versa. And, and believe me, during the marathon, there were many moments in time that I just wanted to slow down or I wanted to stop. And I just had to find a way to get my mind to focus on a different short-term goal and, uh, and get through it. So, um, it, it, there was a lot of, uh, I think I had to pull myself back twice and then I had a really good argument with myself internally at the halfway point of the marathon because I was just putting out too much of an effort and my heart rate was too high and just kind of, I needed to save my tires a little bit and kind of get to the end. So, uh, it was, it was a, a very, uh, interesting mental challenge along the way. Now I know your training lasted up to 20 miles. So when you hit that 20 mile mark, you're going into uncharted territory. What was that like? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm probably noticed at mile 24. I was like, oh wow, this is a new new high score for me on distance. Uh, but it was so easy at that point because near the finish, the crowd was probably eight or 10 deep and just this constant roar. People would see my bib and see me coming and cheering me on. I saw fans with signs and you know wearing the 48 gear. So at that point, I just kind of let the outside environment get me home. Now I know you don't, when you're training, you don't listen to music. Why is that? You know, I started to more and more with the uh, marathon training on some of those 20-mile runs. You know, you're out there for hours, and I found that audiobooks um, or even podcasts were pretty helpful. You know, from a uh, music standpoint, I find that my pace gets caught up in whatever the pace of the music is, and mm -hmm. I, I get off target. And then at the same time, it's it's my only opportunity just to have some quiet time. So short runs, short rides, I, I typically don't listen to anything, but I did listen to a few audiobooks and, and such when I was on my long runs. And I read an article that said you're not the same person if you don't work out so what kind of person are you if you just don't do fitness 
For me, it's a domino effect. If I don't train, then I don't eat right, and then I don't sleep right, and I get lazy, and, and just everything seems to slow down in my life and the way my brain functions and body functions. So if, uh, if I keep that first domino from falling, I, I eat better, I sleep better, I'm more disciplined just across the board. Now, you qualified for next year with your time. Could we see you do it again? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely considering it. Um, next year's Boston Marathon um, will be would be a different challenge for me if I if I'm able to pull it off. The uh, the car race is on a Sunday at Richmond mm. instead of Saturday night, so I would not have a day to recover. Um, could be a whole new challenge that I, I would like to sign up for, but time will tell. I'll just have to see. We're gonna play a game real quick called Would You Rather. You know how to play this game. We'll sure. give you two options. We'll give you uh, which you would rather do. So the first one: Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early. You always an early bird. I was kind of raised 10 minutes early is on time, so yeah. uh, I'd much rather be early. I like that. Uh, would you rather always be two sizes too big or two sizes too small in terms of clothing? Two sizes is a big gap. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with big so that I'm comfortable. Yeah, the suit would be pretty big wearing it then. Yeah, it would be, but better than the alternative, you can't get the jacket on. Absolutely. Uh, would you rather never be able to use social media or never be able to watch TV again? Uh, social media. You think you get away from that? I could. It's kind of a necessary evil, and uh, television doesn't have people giving you their opinions of yeah. what you did and why you're doing it, so that would be nice to get rid of. Next one, would you rather have 20 butterflies? This is a weird one. Would you rather have 20 butterflies appear every time you coughed or five rabbits appear every time you sneezed? i got to think about this one. <laughs> uh, it's an important decision. Yeah, um, I would go with rabbits because my girls would love to have pets. Oh, so you'll sneeze a lot and does it show up? Yeah, we'll have rabbits everywhere. <laughs> I like it. Final one, would you rather change your accent every time you speak or have a different height every day? I guess accent. Um, I love to travel and um, I think a different accent would maybe lend myself to uh, better communication skills across the world. Next time we do this interview, you're going to do it in an Australian accent. How's that? <laughs> I try to. <laughs> I like it. Thanks, Jimmy, for taking the time. Oh, man. Jimmy Johnson, he's, he's just such a good guy, as you heard from that. And uh, I'd like to have a little bit of fun with him in terms of would you rather. I feel like I've, I've chatted with him enough to where the questions every time could get a little bit more stranger. Uh, the butterfly one, that's up there for one of the weirdest questions I think I've ever asked um, a driver, let alone Jimmy Johnson. But he, um, and the best part is you couldn't see it, obviously, because this is uh, radio, but he, um, his face and his reaction, he, he looked at me, he's like, what? kind of question is that he gave me one of those faces um which was funny so jimmy man i mean he is just such a good guy what you hear in that is exactly what you get in person we chatted for about five minutes after on a little bit more about the marathon because i'm interested in that and i looked at his splits as a runner he put down some really impressive mile splits which was something i was interested in and a little tidbit too my dad asked him about an Ironman because my uncle has competed in a couple Ironmans and he's kind of familiar with the training that goes on with it. So my dad wanted to know and asked Jimmy, like, would you ever do an Ironman? And the answer Jimmy gave was the marathon alone was way too taxing. and Well, not too taxing, but required a lot of time put into it, obviously, because a marathon, you have to prepare long distances and you can't just go on a 20 minute run. You have to go on a 20 mile run, which is something that is different. So Jimmy said that maybe 
a marathon or an Ironman would be the next on his bucket list. He was interested in doing it. He would just have to wait until he was retired to do it because right now he doesn't have all that much time between driving a race car and training for an Ironman to do both, which was something that was significant. So that's maybe we could see it. I think that'd be cool, but we're, we're going to have to wait a little longer to watch Jimmy Johnson run an Ironman. He said he's far from done, so that's, that's something. I want to share something because I can agree with this too, and this kind of goes back to Jimmy running the, uh, the marathon, and this was a comment I got on Twitter, and this person said, what hit home the most for me was when he talked about hitting the halfway point in Boston and needed to switch his focus to short-term goals. Patience is challenging. I can totally agree with that. In terms of short-term goals, you really have to focus on that when you're running a marathon. That is so ultra-important, and it goes way past just running a marathon. It goes to life. Sometimes you get caught way too much on the long picture, and sometimes you get caught up on short-term goals, too. And You can't see the big picture. Finding a good ratio of both can get you there in life. Those are my two cents. But this was a really enjoyable interview. This goes up there as one of the my favorites of this year and and possibly just of all time too. So it was a really fun conversation. Glad you had a chance to listen to it.